0: Hey, how you doing there? I just wanted to take a quick second and introduce myself. My name is Dre Raka. That's D-R-E-R-A-W-K-A. Yes, that is my legal first and last name. Don't at me. And I wanted to welcome you to my podcast, two of them. I have The Unrestricted Show with me, Dre Raka, and that's where I get to sit down with some of my friends and we chat about life. We chat about new businesses, just everything with me and my homies. And then I also have my other podcast called The Isolation 20 Podcast, where it is mostly just me and we talk about different things from sports to uh movies and of course the are you dumb moment where i give somebody 15 seconds of fame for being completely dumb and you know i sprinkle in some pranks in there we have a lot of fun on that podcast so definitely come on over and uh give me a listen give me a a, a try trial version if you will allrock.com is where you can find me that's a l-l-r-a-w-k.com, and i hope you have the day you deserve
1: JJ and I are like hey we're still in the grind you know and we're we're grinding away because we've got to do these things because people you know because people need to learn your name they need to know that you're out there and what you do and that's really been it like we're definitely in just like getting visible mode um still and just letting and it's getting and each month gets better and better
0: Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you guys have had a great week so far. You guys are in for a treat. My next guest is absolutely fantastic, but of course, before I get into that, make sure that you guys are following the podcast uh, on the newsletter and on social media. So make sure you're following me on daltonkjensen.com. That's where you can sign up for the newsletter. And then on all social media platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Dalton K Jensen. So that's the best way to keep up with the podcast. Uh, The best way is to sign up for the newsletter, but social media is where it's at. YouTube is The Thinking Project Pod, Um, and that's where we're going to start doing our live interviews. Uh, Well, we have been doing our live interviews on there, so uh, make sure you're catching us there. And then, of course, my sales training. If you're a business owner or you want to break into the sales career or you just want to learn the art of connection better, uh, make sure that you check out the website because there's three ways you can do that. You can you can do a one-off call, you can join the annual group, or you can do the, the seven-week program. Anyway, Either way is great, you'll get the most out of it. And with all that being said, let me introduce Lindsay Tubah. Lindsay Tubah is a old family friend of mine back from Iowa, and she recently, uh, not recently moved out here, but she's been out here for a while, but recently opened up a new business, a pediatric audiology clinic. And we had a really awesome time talking about you know, moving uh, from Iowa to Utah and what it was like starting uh, a business with her and her partner. So if you guys want to see all of that, stay tuned. And without further ado, Lindsay Tubah, thank you so much for tuning in and make sure to share this podcast with your friends. Welcome, everybody. This is Don Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. So, yes. So do you remember, do you remember when we were in in the Midwest, there was a family, the Rodenbergs? Did you ever Uh meet them? Uh Oh, okay. Michael Rodenberg. Uh He joined, he wrote a book and it's a great book. um, Bridge the Gap. It's like a leadership book. Uh, And anyway, he came on my podcast. That was the first time I had somebody and I was like, I accidentally called him. Like brother Rodenberg on the podcast, And I was like, "Oh shoot!" <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you remember that? I was like, "I go if my mom's listening to this, you know, she's gonna kick my ass, right?"
1: <laughs> no, I think she'd be proud of you. She'd be like, "That's good." Yeah, she's no. like, "That's right,
0: that's right." Yeah. So I,
1: remember, <laughs> I should never let you call me Lindsay either. And I was like, "Never, Moki, okay, it's fine." And she's like, "No." It's not fine. Not in my
0: ass. <laughs> not in my ass. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so it's, it was uh it was really funny, but it's always like really cool to do these interviews when you come back cuz uh you know like it's just fun to like see how everything comes full circle and like totally. almost everybody that that we had that we weren't, were in our little town back there a lot of people have come out to Utah.
1: Yeah, it's really surprising. Like I, I was thinking as I was getting ready earlier today. I was like, "How crazy is it that I'm doing a podcast with Little Dalton Jensen <laughs> from Iowa, from my Iowa days?" And but here we are in Utah, and it's just super cool, <laughs> exciting.
0: Yeah, it is. It's very, it's very cool, and it's a, uh, it's really yeah, like you said, um, very surreal. Especially since you know you get to see all, all everything. Um, from a different perspective now and like Iowa served its place, you know, but, um, but yeah, glad, like, I don't know. I'm glad to be
1: out here. <laughs> I, you know I, I, mean? I'm mixed. I, I feel like I have to, sorry, my eyes keep watering. My, um, <laughs> I, I feel like Iowa's my home too. And so I yeah. have two homes now there's like Iowa home. And in fact, right across from me, there's a big picture of Iowa and a big picture of Utah and it's <laughs> they're both home to me and, and it will always be yeah. that way that I had two of my babies you know and so it's that will always be part a big part of who I am too
0: <laughs> yeah I still tell people I'm like I am from Iowa yeah <laughs> but it's always weird because I don't know if you I don't, yeah I don't know if you know where I was born, but I was actually born in Provo. So it's not fair. <laughs> you know, they're like, where are you born? And, you know, I was born in Provo. Yeah, but you, can't.
1: <laughs> you lived a pretty huge chunk of your life, pretty formative yeah. years in Iowa. So
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah. And um, but OK, so but this is so I'm glad we I'm glad we're here uh, because I knew I mean, I, I knew I always knew like what you did growing up and. So when I saw on Facebook that you had started your own practice, I thought that that was pretty interesting. Um, what I mean, so tell us like what you do, like first, like I know who you are, but introduce yourself yeah. to everybody who might be listening.
1: Yeah. So my name's Lindsay Tubod. I'm an audiologist, which is a specialist in hearing and balance, although I've never really um, I've never focused on the balance side of it. You can if you get really dizzy, you can go see an audiologist to have balance function testing um, but that's not ever something I've really done in my career. In the first, I've been an audiologist for about almost twenty years. Um, for the first half of my career, I worked with adults with hearing loss. And then, um I moved to Utah to take a job here because I really wanted to work with pediatrics. And that's what um brought me out to Utah was a job that I got for a hospital. And then, um, And then I I was doing newborn hearing screenings for a really large hospital and I loved it, but it just wasn't super, it didn't challenge me quite enough. And so I um, transferred over to a children's hospital and joined an amazing group of audiologists there and um, worked there as a pediatric audiologist and I learned a ton and I got to work with some of the greatest um, pediatric audiologists on earth, in my opinion. Um, and then there came a time when there was a management position open and um, I had never thought of really going into management or hospital leadership or anything like that. But um, there was just this moment where I felt like I could really make a difference. Um, there were some things going on within our team and I just felt like I could make things better. So I stepped into a management role um, And did that for almost four years and just got really, really burnt out. And ironically, um, one of my last uh, projects as a manager there at the hospital I was at with this group of 15 audiologists that I just loved with all my heart, um, I saw them getting so burnt out because, you know, and this was even Mm -hmm. prior to COVID hitting, but then, of course, especially when when COVID hit. (laughs) But I rolled out kind of a pilot with my team to try to help with this burnout. Um, And it went on for quite some time. And um, as far as like...
0: We are also brought to you guys by Monarch Social. Now, Monarch Social isn't just another social media marketing company because they're going to take care of you on all your digital marketing fronts, from SEO to beautifully designed websites to custom videography. And if you want to know more about that, you got to check out the video they did for me uh, on the Thinking Project Facebook group um, because it was absolutely phenomenal. They absolutely killed it. Morgan and his team take really good care of you. They walk you through every step of the process and the communication is on point. So if you need a custom video, a beautifully designed website, if you need a custom social media Ad campaigns, Monarch Socials, where it's at. They also have a podcast they release every Friday where they bring you a ton of value. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com, or you can find them wherever uh, you're on social media because they're probably there too. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com, and get your digital marketing rolling.
1: Making sure that people were taken care of and taking care of themselves. And sorry, it looks like I have a halo a little bit. I'm not very angelic. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. <laughs> But you know, then COVID hit and um I it was the irony of all of it was that um I was really, really burnt out and um I missed working with the kids and with people and I love leading. I love leadership and I love being a leader, but I also missed the the one on one. Time I had with my patients and the counseling aspect of my job and really what I went into my career for in the first place. And, um, so I had asked to go back down to step down from leadership and they told me there wasn't a position. And I said, okay, well then I just have to leave because I, I was just, you know, mentally and physically just sort of dying. And, um, So Mm -hmm. I was at this crossroads and um, one of my colleagues said we had always kind of had this this kind of pipe dream a little bit where years down the line, we would open up a private practice together to work with kids with these um, special really um, this really niche area of audiology and um i so i was at this crossroads where i was leaving my job for my own health and well-being um still want not wanting to leave the field of audiology um but you know having to decide well, do i get a job somewhere else do i stay home for a year and kind of reevaluate things um and this colleague stepped forward and he said how about our five year pl- plan becomes like a two month <laughs> plan <laughs> Yeah. And that yeah, and that's my business partner, Dr. JJ Wicker. And um he and and all of the audiologists on that team from the hospital I came from have I was really worried about how they would react, um, and and just the community at large. I've just had so much mm-hmm. support from everybody, which has really made all the difference in the world. It's just been an an amazing experience and um, just like the, my last day at that job, we opened, we had a goal, Dr. JJ didn't necessarily, but I did, um, to have our open house two months to the day of our, my last day at that hospital. So we got a business up and running in two months. And I think I drove Holy everybody cow. crazy. like this, the guys who did our signs, I was like, <laughs> I was like, how long is this going to take? Cause it's got to be done by this time. And they're like, there's no way it can yeah. be done by this time. And I'm like, please get it done. And they did. And <laughs> um, things just fell into place. And I feel like Dr. JJ, my partner kind of makes fun of me, but I'm like, that's the universe talking. Like when things happen, <laughs> know, things just fall into, play, into place. It just is evidence that it's meant to be. And that's just kind of how it, it's just been a whirlwind and a lot of ups and downs. Um, but I couldn't be happier with the decision that we made. Yeah, I think
0: it was just right. That's crazy. OK, so you you started up this and this is wild to me because you started up and not only did you start a business in two months, which has been like just crazy in general. Right. Yeah. But you started like a, a business in the medical field in two months.
1: Yes, yes, That's and it's even more bananas. it's totally insane. I mean, I already had all of my state licensure and stuff. Um, okay so it wasn't, but but still, and the funny thing is one day I was driving to work and I saw uh, as I was driving to work prior to you know being done, um I saw this this space for rent, and I'm like, oh, I should. I don't know. Cause I still wasn't sold on the idea. I was like, maybe yeah. JJ's being, you know, maybe he's being too much of a dreamer, which is weird for me. Cause I'm, I'm a really <laughs> big dreamer. And, um, but I saw this space and I was like, that might be a good place for an audiology clinic. And I called the realtor and he said, Oh, that, that place is already taken. It's under contract. And he's like, I have another place you might be interested in in Logan or not Logan in Layton. And mm. And I said, yeah, okay. And he gave me the code and he's like, go take a look at it and see what you think. And um, so I called JJ and um, we were going to meet there, my husband and I and his wife um, and and his kid. Anyway, we all met there and we walked in and it looked like, it was so bizarre, but it looked like... (laughs) <laughs> it looked like this place had just been like the IRS was coming for them or something because they just everything there it was just this huge mess. It was stinky, but it was oh. an audiology clinic prior, and they had Ooh. there was all this audiology stuff. And the thing that's really tricky about opening up any medical practice and and a lot of private practices is the expense of the equipment. And for audiology, a sound booth alone is a seventy thousand dollar cost you know just to get just that one piece that not even need equipment and I looked at JJ and I said if there's a sound booth back there this is a sign this is where it's going to be and we ran back there and there was a sound booth which is the quiet booth where you test hearing and we started jumping up and down like little six-year-old girls we were like screaming and our our spouses were like tone it down So <laughs> 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 we were like this is just meant to be and and it really just was like that one one thing after another just fell into place and yeah it's, it was so much fun we we totally um we had it kind of built out we had a contractor in to renovate the space and make it as kid-friendly as we could and as fun and yeah. non-clinical like as possible because <laughs> JJ and I are both fun people and we know the last thing we want is some cold clinical space for a kid to come in <laughs> where they're not going to feel safe and it's not going to be fun. We want it to be fun. Yeah. It has to be fun. So
0: yeah. So that's that's a wild story. That's <laughs> a crazy story. How does that happen? Because that you walk in and find seventy, you know, at least the seventy thousand dollar machine, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was just and they like just left so, it there. It was so bizarre. Well, the thing about a sound booth is it's extremely difficult to move. And I think, and what happened, oh. I mean, we found this out later. What happened was the, the man retired and basically just took the most expensive equipment. Um, a sound booth not easy to move. And so mm. he could have sold it, but I think he was just in a hurry to retire and move on with his life. But there was so much stuff. Wow. Um, still in there. There was a lot of cleanup that we had to do, but the whole time I was there, and jJ was still working up until kind yeah. of the last minute till we opened. And um, <laughs> it was it was really fun to <clears throat> excuse me, just take this <laughs> this place and just transform it and make it our own and use what was there that we didn't have to purchase. There wasn't a lot of we still had to purchase quite a bit of equipment um, sure. to get going, which, which we knew we would. Um, but we were just really thankful and wow. just felt so lucky. And, um, just again, just felt like it was meant to be because things just kept yeah. going.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. What, what goes through my mind when I hear about that? Cause I'm like, I like to go down, you know, I have like ADHD and you know, me, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause so when I, when that goes through my head, I'm like, why didn't that guy just sell his whole practice? Can you, is that, is that, can you it do that a, in, a, in the medical?
1: Yes, yeah, it is a thing. And you know, it, and I think okay. that he sold, um, yeah. So in, especially in medical private practices, a lot of people do that, but, but, technically, okay. but a lot of times, and I think what he did, because we had some people come in and that were his patients and they were like. I mean, there's pictures of kids on that. We have all these window perfs outside of our building that are kids. You know, it's very obviously a pediatric clinic. Um, And we would have these his older patients come in and they were like, well, where do I go? And so we did a lot of calling around and we could help them with some things, of course. Um, Yeah. We're like, well where do they go and um wow. he did sell his he did sell his business he sold his but this sounds so horrible i hate putting it this way but he sold his patients right. basically to
0: yeah yeah yeah. well that's kind of
1: yeah so he didn't but that's sell, what happens like yeah
0: yeah yeah but that's like dentists dentists do the same thing like they yeah. don't sell their practice you're buying like the book of right. business, right?
1: Yeah. And sometimes people will sell their practice, like the actual location and all the equipment that's there and all the patients yeah. is there. And, you, you know, you kind of come in and sometimes it's in phases. But it sounds like what happened was the, the space itself, they just left um, and, and probably sold the most expensive pieces of equipment. And then, you know, all the patient files were sold to to someone it's so someone that we could then so which is good it was good when we found that out because we're like okay now we can send these people where they can get the care that they need and deserve
0: yeah that's crazy i mean um that's just bizarre that no one like bought the whole biz like bought the whole business <laughs> um is it like yeah why wouldn't you just like i'll take we'll take the name we'll take out the client you know we'll because, take the book we'll no, take think- the
1: it was somebody who had already had a business, so they, wow. and they already had a space. And so it was okay. kind of like, um, well, we'll buy this business because then it's not a competitor anymore and we'll, you know, take on those patients.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's been Well, I guess that's kind of how, like, like when, when um, I had a, like a little tax business and I would get, and I would get calls from people like, we just want to buy. Yeah. Basically right. Buy your clients. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just kind of, weird. yeah, they, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. That's just kind of, yeah, it's interesting. Like I've, I've, t- I've went down the rabbit hole of like what it's, what it's like buying businesses. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's also just really hard to like yeah. the whole, the whole process of buying and selling a business is very complicated. Yeah. Like,
1: well, and I can see why bizarre. people like having started, I mean, And we're not even totally a year in, but I can see why people do it. I mean, having started from nothing to, you know, (laughs) when trying to grow, trying to grow a brand new baby business is, um, you know, it's, it's hard. It's a lot of work, fun, (laughs) and it's challenging. Like it's hard in a good way. Um, and. JJ and I are like, hey, we're still in the grind, you know, and we're we're grinding yeah. away because we've got to do these things because people, you know, because people need to learn your name, they need to know that you're out there and what you do, and, yeah. and so definitely I can see why people do it when they um, don't want to start from scratch like we did, but um, we didn't have a choice. We just did what we did.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, is, but let me ask you this: What's, hindsight's always All All right, I, I understand. But if you yeah. would have known that you could have stepped in and bought that, this business. Is that something you think you would have done?
1: No, absolutely not. And I'll tell okay. you why. Um, first okay. of all, it was an adult private practice. Um, and right. Jay, yeah. And JJ and I, um, JJ. So I've, I've worked with both adults and with children and I still do. I still um, work with adults and children with certain types of things that they're dealing with. Um, Mm -hmm. but we really wanted this to be a pediatric clinic. And so it wouldn't have, um, it, it wouldn't have benefited us really in any way. Um, we knew that going in that this is really how we needed to do it. And we had, um, some people say, you know, it, it will never work. You'll never be able to make this work. Um,
0: Whoa. And we
1: were like, "Watch, watch us." <laughs> That's how so, okay. we are. Really yeah. though,
0: like, like people really were like, "You're never gonna make this. Like, you can't make this work."
1: Yeah, they. So we've had a lot of people. Um, you know, and it is hard. There's, there are a lot of components that go into, um, you know, credentialing with insurance and insurance companies. Yeah. They don't care about private practice peons. Like they, they, they very yeah. much. I mean, they're hard, even in when I was working at the hospital, becoming paneled with an insurance company is a really long process. But what we found is that um, as we've tried to become credentialed with um, different insurance companies or on their panels so that we could accept certain insurances, they're just like, we don't need you. And um, that's really a disservice to, to families. That in that it's so hard for yeah, people, especially people with these specialties. So JJ's specialty is auditory processing disorder, and there's very few people that specialize in both the diagnosis and treatment of that. um And my specialty is in tinnitus or ringing in the ears and yeah, sound. Sensitivities. Yeah, so so sound <laughs> sensitivities like um, hyperacusis, which just means that you're really scared to sound. It doesn't surprise me that you have stuff like this, Dalton, if you have ADHD, because (laughs) because that that is like, we see a ton of kids that have ADHD. But I'm more, so JJ's kind of the sounds that we want to hear, but can't quite understand. And I'm the, I'm the person who specializes in sounds that we don't want (laughs) to hear or that are hurting us. (laughs) Yeah. we still <laughs> offer services for hearing loss, which is what an audiologist mm-hmm. does, but but we one thing that, that both of us saw as a huge gap in care for children who have um, hearing related issues um, were this this sound sensitivity and auditory processing. And JJ did start seeing patients at his at our previous job. With some of those, but um, you know, then he came and he came here. But as far as sound sensitivities and tinnitus, when a child would come into the clinic, and Mm. um, you know, we'd work with the ENTs, and it was like, well, the hearing's normal, you know, normal.
0: So sorry,
1: there's not much we could do, and and that always just felt wrong. And like, there needs to be somebody that specializes in this, somebody that sees this. Um, and helps treat this. And so we, you know, that was kind of the impetus for it. We, you know, our business model is very much um, about Mm -hmm. being transparent. Like sometimes there's not a lot of transparency in medicine and even in audiology, you know, when you're talking about hearing aid prices and the cost of your services. And so that was something right from the beginning JJ and I both were very passionate about offering services that were accessible, that people could get timely access to care. And then also know right from the beginning, this is how much it's going to cost. Insurance companies suck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They do suck.
1: They do. And and honestly, it's crazy. It's horrible. And I've learned, even in this process, I've learned so much and how much, Like, even if you have insurance, I think there's this false sense of financial security that if you have Mm. insurance, your medicine, like any type of medical procedure is going to be paid for. And it's just not true. And I I actually learned that lesson um, after I left my job and I didn't have insurance for this short gap of time. And I went in to see a provider that I see every six months. And, um, you know, my bill for him every six months after it went through insurance was $160. So that was my portion of it. And then when I had my appointment with him, I said, okay, I have to pay today for it. I'm just paying out of pocket. And they're like, okay, yeah. it's hundred bucks. And I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. hundred bucks if I just pay out. Right. And they were like, yeah, and-
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so-
1: I was like, it's this banana. is so messed up. And we tried, yeah. so we, when we were setting up our prices, we were like, okay, we're not going to mark up hearing aids because we're not a hearing aid business. We're a service business. And mm. so um, we don't mark up our hearing aids when people need a hearing aid, they get them at cost and then they pay us for the service that we're offering them, mm. you know, the the fitting them and and things like that. But we always offer you know, it's a certain amount if we have to bill insurance because we need that in order to keep our doors open and to double right, right. spend the time it takes to bill insurance. Um, and then yeah. we have an out-of-pocket discount. And sometimes we look at what someone's insurance covers and we're like, it will be cheaper for you to pay out of pocket. And that's really hard for people to understand. And sometimes they've been like, <laughs> I still want it to go through my insurance. And we're like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 Hey. They less, it's, man. Yeah.
1: it's a misconception about insurance it just doesn't <clears throat> work the way it should unfortunately
0: it, oh yeah no our insurance system is crazy yeah like <clears throat> i don't know i mean i i read a book i read so there was this period of time where like we were going through a bunch of like health you know like health reform and things like that right in the country and i was like well you know i want to learn more about it so i'm going to pick up a, a couple books and and just read and and it was bananas like i read a book um called like oh what is it called um the price we pay and then i i don't know and maybe you know maybe there was some like bias in my google google was trying to like make me not like insurance companies or whatever i don't know man but like <laughs> but like i read like the price we pay and then i read a book called never pay the first bill and then i i read another book called funny enough the title of the book is called griftopia uh-huh. About like insurance companies because yeah. like it's cr- like because I always wondered like why is Blue Cross Blue Shield of Utah different than Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa right right yeah and it's because yeah. if they if they mar if they stay in the, if they franchise it and it's in a different state like they don't they're not bound by interstate commerce laws and now they can yeah. do things like this right and
1: I'm yeah. like. And it's really what the heck is yeah, going on? It's super challenging to try to explain this to families when, and especially yeah. because we're just as frustrated about it as anybody. As anybody I mean, else, we, I'm sure. Yeah. We have patients coming from Nevada. We have patients coming from Wyoming, um, from Montana. Like we have patients coming, seeking services for these things. Um, and and it is, it's really hard even to like understand like all of the nuances, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's very complex. <laughs> I learned that early on too. When when I moved from Iowa to Utah and needed a procedure, um, and had Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa, where that was accepted everywhere in Iowa, we could go anywhere. Like there was yeah, some, there anywhere. was no one that was like we don't accept that, and and <laughs> so I came here and and I needed a procedure done kind of on an emergency basis. And I went to a hospital and they're like, we don't accept your insurance. And I was like, what do you mean you don't accept my insurance? You're a a hospital in Utah. And um, so I ended up having to go somewhere else. And so, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I hate insurance. I probably probably say that as I'm trying to get paneled with certain (laughs) insurances, but it's not like what people think it is. I think it's really. No,
0: I know my, uh, my wife, was um, a virtual assistant for a med- mental health therapist, mm-hmm. and she did the she helped with billing, and it was mm-hmm. a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, like code, you know, getting the right codes and it and uh, yeah, and then well, so okay, so we have like like I think mental health or like private medical practices are are a great reason why we really need to look at like and I I don't know, you know. M- in my opinion, it's why we need to look at like health a little more healthcare reform, like insurance wise, because like, yeah. you know, people are like, there's a mental health crisis, and and it, and we don't have a mental health crisis because it's because of lack of services, it is. right? Yeah, and absolutely. lack of available services, and yeah. and the reason it's lack of available services is is either you you take insurance and it's a pain, mm-hmm. or you you don't take insurance and you're going to charge a little bit more because like, unfortunately people in the private medical industry and mental health industry are gig economy, gig economy workers, right? Mm-hmm. Like meaning if, if you don't show up, they don't get paid. And so yeah. they're going to charge a little bit more. And it's this catch 22. It's like, do you take insurance and then, and then you got to deal with that whole mess or do you yeah. not and charge more it's and, and,
1: yeah, that, and crazy. And, and, and I talked. So I mean, we went back and forth and back and forth about whether yeah. we were because the a lot of other um, private practices are self pay only in in our field where they don't yeah. accept insurance at all because it's such a the the reimbursement the write off um, you get so little for the amount of work you do and you have to make enough because the equipment's so expensive. And you have to keep the doors open to your clinic. Yeah. You know, it, it's really so. So we really went back and forth between should we be a, a self-pay clinic only, like you know, so many others for these reasons. But then, really, we decided to 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 get into yeah. even though it's yeah. much more of a headache to to do whatever we could to get paneled with insurance companies, which is just insane how hard it is just just for you to become a provider. Um, but we just felt like our, our whole mission is to provide, you know, access to care yeah. whenever we can. And we had so many patients that just couldn't come to see us because it was self-pay only. And even though we had lowered our prices as low as they could be to keep our doors open, um, right. you know, they they still would refuse to, to come and um, or not be able to. And so interesting. Yeah. So, so it's
0: interesting. So it's, it might not be that like, you're, you know, you're actually getting a better deal if you self pay. It's the perception of the of the, like, customers, right? Like,
1: well, I think it's both. Yeah, I okay. mean, I definitely think that. Um, well, maybe I'm not understanding your question, but definitely, like, if I, I think, and I do this now, too, even yeah. if you have insurance, if you go in for any um visit, mental health visit, it, it, any, mm-hmm. any type of healthcare visit, if you ask if there's a self-pay discount, a lot of times there is. And even at the hospital yeah. that I worked at, exactly. it was a 40% discount on what That's they were crazy. gonna bill. If you paid a uh, and um so, and, and that's about what it is for us too. So we bill insurance. That doesn't mean that's what we'll get. We do have to write stuff off. Um, mm-hmm. but, of course. You, but for the family, if they, if you have a, a gigantic deductible, which a lot of people do because health insurance is so expensive right now, then you're <laughs> going to end up paying for everything anyway. anyway. So, anyway. Yep. Yep. And you so, got to pay and
0: you have to charge more because you have to run it through insurance because exactly. not because like you charge more, but because like yes. in, this is like the this like crony capitalist insurance thing that we're yes. dealing with. Right. Yes. And I say it like I don't want to get like crazy political, but like that people are like, oh, you know, it's capitalist. I'm like, no, it's not. This is crazy, because if you yes. can pay more, if you get a bigger discount for paying in cash than you do running it through insurance, like insurance isn't helping you not helping us not the book the book i read the price we pay they they did it and it was funny because like you know me like i I used to sell cars and uh they compared like this thing like negotiating a hospital bill to like a used car and i'm like this is crazy
1: yeah you can't yeah Yeah. and it it is it's so bizarre and it's just this world that you don't realize is that that's the way it is until you're like in it you know or, or but well, but my- honestly, like i now with i mean it but it is just crazy it's like i pay you know you you pay how much a month if you really look at it how much are you paying a month for insurance mm-hmm. and then how much are you really getting out of that insurance and we have to have it it's yeah. not i'm not like advocating not having insurance by any means but sure. well, I yeah do, but I, I mean yeah i do think that and and it definitely has its place when you have a chronic illness or or if you need a procedure yeah. But you well, know, for certain things, so many times, if you choose not to use your insurance, even if you have it, and pay out of pocket, yeah. you'll end up paying less, unless you're wanting it to go to your deductible. Anyway, this is like a whole. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, that's crazy. Yeah, no. But I'm. But I. But it's. But it's something that that's you know that people got to realize. And and I like having a diverse like spectrum of guests on on the podcast because. You know, if somebody's gonna run into this and, and it's fun and yeah. it's fun to just like know. But bat like if if we're gonna talk about your business more, which I love yeah. which I love, um, you know, you ha- had you or JJ ever been exposed to owning your own business or like this entrepreneurial venture kind of thing?
1: Well, that's a great question. Um, no. Well, I have never owned my own business, but I've worked For in Iowa, I worked for a private practice. So we were the only two audiologists that covered four four different locations. Um, And so I learned a lot about private practice through him, um, watching how he did things, both things I liked and things that I didn't like. And I'm really (laughs) thankful for that experience because I, I really did learn a lot about that Um, JJ, I call him Dr. Dr. JJ because he has two doctorates. Um, One of them is obviously in audiology and the other one is a PhD in in disability. I think it's disability disciplines. I can't remember the exact name, but what's Mm. great about him is he understands the law around um, disability rights and he's a very big advocate for, for any type of disability. So he has He's really great at helping parents kind of cope with like how to get the needs that your child yeah. or to get what your child needs at school and things like that. But he, he no, he, so he has a lot of research background. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that I don't have because he has his PhD. Um, and yeah. then his first job out of school was at this hospital that we left. And so, um, he didn't have any, <laughs> any. <business. laughs> and the funny, the funny thing is, I think the biggest thing that we've learned, um, well, we've learned so much. It's just been a whirlwind. Um, yeah. But like when I, when I was in private, or when I worked for someone in private practice, the way we marketed. Yeah was completely different than how things work now. And it was only 10 years ago, you know, but uh, but I would write little things up for the newspaper and we would send out uh-huh. mailers and we would, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I still, to be fair though. I know, I still have, f- I know, it's still, it's still there.
0: <laughs> well, and you were in Iowa where like, there was well, nobody was had Iowa. like mailers, mailers were that's how you- That's how you got ho- stuff almost around. Buggy yeah, man. It's not,
1: yeah it's not like- a lot of farmers are, you know, checking Instagram. But now it's right. it, so it was like learning this whole new way right. of, of marketing on a budget. Because of course, once yeah. we get bigger, we can look at these bigger things like radio right. and stuff like that. But right now, oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. no, don't just, go to radio. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Don't
1: Even do the that. radio people that came to talk to us, you know, it's really interesting. JJ. Um, <laughs> where where I am not so good, JJ just excels and kind of vice versa, which makes us great business partners. But one day I came mm-hmm. to work, he like, okay, hey, I've scheduled five. No, it was more than that. I think it was like six, <laughs> I scheduled six interviews with marketers. And I'm like, JJ, we can't afford that. And he's like, he's like, yeah. well let's see what they had to say. And I was like, this sucks. I don't want to do this. And we were three months into our business and um, yeah. but we haven't really done very much marketing and we didn't know very right. much about marketing and just, yeah. just meeting with those people gave us so much insight into the marketing world. And, um, oh,
0: yeah.
1: and we still have so much to learn. Like there <laughs> it's yeah. So we're just no. taking it at a time and learning what yeah. we can as it
0: comes. And that's so, it's so funny. I, this always happens to me when I have a podcast. Cause I just talk, that's what I do. So like, um, I, I, I sell like my nine to five is like, we sell stuff. Um, and then my, my side gigs are like the podcast and I help people. Like I coach people through like their sales right. processes and marketing and stuff like that. Um, and like train people. Like I, I hate the word coach cause it, it's like turned into this MLM thing now it and it really, it. it really weird. bugs, yeah. <laughs> it really <laughs> bugs the crap out of me. Like, cause you say coach and people are like, Oh, like a life coach. And I'm like, that doesn't count. That's not real. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> and by the way, and by the way, I have like really good friends who are like life coaches, but they know how I feel. And we talk, yeah. we talk to each other and we roast each other. So we're fine. It's all good. <laughs> they're a life coach and I'm fat. So whatever we can do. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, it's fine. We just, we don't, but, uh, but like, it's crazy. But yes, when you're talking to to people, like I was just talking, having a conversation last night and I was like, look, you know, you have, you have really good stuff. You got dope music, like you got, but nobody knows who you are. And that's yeah. the only thing that you're fighting right now. You yeah. know, because some people like they get in the business and they're like, oh, everybody like, you know, and I and I talk to like mental health people, too, or like in the private practice. Um, and they're like, you know, everybody needs hearing. And I'm like, for sure. But there's a reason why Intermountain Healthcare pays hundreds of thousands of dollars to blast their name all over I-15. Yeah. And that's because, you know what I mean? Or the U of yeah. U. You yeah. see, you know, U of U's, uh, you know, you see U of U's billboards like less ER waiting time. Like, does yeah. it really matter how long it takes to get to the ER? You know what I mean? But right.
1: but people know they're there. yeah but people know they're there exactly. and, yeah no and that that's really been it like we're definitely in just like getting visible mode um still and just letting and yeah. it's getting and each month gets better and better and you know and we anticipate that that will continue and we are you know you bring yeah. up coaching we are planning on rolling out a coaching program kind of in a different way that. Cool. Um, been done before, but there are so many people um, in the United States and worldwide, but especially in the United States, um, that don't have access to specialists in these areas. So we're actually going to be rolling out sort of a coaching program um, where mm-hmm. we won't be able to do any diagnostic services, but we'll be able to offer services. Um, as far as like being a tinnitus coach, um, a sound sensitivity oh, yeah. coach, because then it allows us to because I can't practice as an audiologist in other states unless I'm licensed in each individual state. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I can be a coach. And um That's and I right. the, yeah, and and I get what you mean about the word coach. Yeah. As soon as um as soon as you hear the word coach, I think it's people <laughs> kind of cringe a little bit or they're like, ugh um, and yeah but,
0: that's,
1: like, yeah, but it's, but it's, the thing yeah. is, is the world is changing and that's what we need is, and, and I like to think of it more of like mentor
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, um, yeah, somebody, like a mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody that, that can be like, okay, you know, show me like in my case, like, okay, show me your audiogram that you got. And probably what they were told was, okay, this is, even though it's hard, nothing you can do, like no cure. Sorry, deal with it, sure. whatever, because sure. so many of our patients get told that it drives us absolutely bonkers. Um, right. Yeah. But so we are we are going planning on rolling out programs that people can buy so that they can, you know, do stuff at home. If they have a child that is difficult to bring into a clinic or they live in a remote area, um, mm-hmm. so they can do sort of an online yeah. platform type of a rehabilitation um, that's great. Or, or yeah. kind of a one-on-one mentorship slash coaching thing. So that's that's something that right. we kind of have in the works for the future. We're really excited about so we can reach more people that way as well.
0: No, that's great. And and yeah, I, I've said this before on my podcast, like all going all the way back. Like today I released 186, the 186th episode or whatever, right? But like I've said this for a long time and that is like, I don't have anything against coaches. It's just like, well, it's just okay. I, I compare it to like, like the MLM stuff, right? Because like, you know, somebody would come up and be like, I'm a business owner. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're a 1099 salesperson. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I know what you're doing. Cause I just got that in the mail. And, yeah. um, and I don't, so I don't have a problem with any of the coaching, but it's, it's when you get into stuff like this, it's just like, what do you, what are you bringing to people? And then you bring up a really good point too, because um, you're talking about these crazy licenses that you have to have. And I think that, you know, when you're talking about medical stuff, like I understand why you need a license for that. Right.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not saying anything about that, but it's just, it's funny to me that like I deal, I deal a lot in the mental health world and it's funny because like, if you don't call yourself a therapist, if you call it, if you call yourself a therapist, you got to get licensed, but if you call yourself yeah. a coach, you don't have to. Right.
1: License. Yeah. 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 It's
0: just that funny. Is, it's just like, I'm just like, is.
1: okay. It's also scary too, though, because I it think is scary. That- yeah, and mm. and I think that I mean in some ways it's like what is the, gives me the possibility of offering certain services not all of my services but certain services to anybody anywhere which is great um, but that mm. also means that it could also allow somebody who doesn't know jack shit about anything <laughs> you know, to offer those they're offering those same services and so yeah, I think people need to be careful. About like making sure that yeah. the person you're going with, you know, has a repu- a absolutely. good reputation, or really has a good <laughs> background for what they're getting. Um, yeah, it'll be absolutely. interesting to see what kind of happens in this this sort of coaching world, and if it becomes more.
0: Yeah, it's it's just funky. Like I I like resisted a long time. I just had a bunch of people who told me I should go into that, but like I don't really say like. none of my branding when you look at like some of the stuff I offer set has coaching it at all. Yeah. It's like sales trainer. It's like, I I teach you sales. Like I'm a
1: teacher. Exactly. (laughs) And that's and really at the heart of it, that's exactly what, what I want. I want to be a trainer a teacher, somebody who helps people understand what's going on and what they can do. And then, you know, give them, Okay, this is your assignment. week. do this because doing this, will help and then you'll get to this next level and then you can yeah. do this and that's what right, I want exactly. to do is be able to offer that and, and the fact that I'm not able to offer that right now or you know haven't been in the past it breaks my heart because there's so many people that need it whether they be children or mm-hmm. adults um, mm-hmm. but just don't have access to somebody in their location that can, that can do that and yeah, even yeah. though telemedicine is definitely getting better and better Teleaudiology is still very hard um, because of the licensure thing, and um, I think right. COVID really uh, helped in that way. In that people were like, "Okay, these are services we can offer remotely. You just have to let us." You know, you <laughs> you know, like let, let us. Yeah, and um, yeah. everything is so regulated. I think eventually, like, we'll. I'll listen back to this podcast. Um, like, wow, everything I said is so different because I do think that, you know, a lot is changing and, you know, eventually these types of services will be able to be offered more remotely and people like the generation that is comfortable. Like I, I meet with my doctors remotely whenever I can. I love it. I think it's the greatest. Like I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to worry about the kids, you know? (laughs) And so I think especially, for, for people who need services that can be offered remotely, you know, I, I definitely think that's the future in audiology. It's been pretty tricky. Um, but yeah. I think, I think we'll see it eventually we'll get there, but. I think,
0: yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I think, um, I think you're, yeah, I think you're on the right track for sure. What was one of what was one of the most surprising things that happened when you started your own business?
1: Um, I think the most surprising thing has been the level of support that um oh. people gave us. Like even so I I mean, even when I when I met with the contractor for the space, um, like it just felt like such a like a like it felt like the village was coming together. Nobody knew who <laughs> I was, and the people that were doing my signs and you know, the landlord and yeah. everybody. Like I would, I'd be like, I don't know how to do this, and they'd be like, "Well, let me help you." Or I, yeah. I, say, I don't know if that's a good price. <laughs> right,
0: right.
1: And I'd be like, "Okay, let's, you know, let's," and and we'd help each other out. Like people helped me so much as I was navigating sort of these new things. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, even, yeah. Even people like when we met with all these marketers, they they were like, you know. You're not in a position right now in your business to hire like iHeartMedia Media and stuff like this, and they're like, "But here's what we sure. recommend you." You know, and they and still like you <laughs> have these relationships with people, and it really surprised me because, like, you think about starting a business, and it, and you think like, "Dog eat dog world," you know, like <laughs> everyone's out to get you, and. I was really surprised by how much support, not only did I get from the professional community, but from uh, physicians that called and said that we were great, you know, that they were part of us for doing this and have supported us. And, you know, people that we hire to do work for us, that, that they would be like, have you heard of this? Have you heard of this? You know, do, have you tried this? And like, yeah. it was those things that really made it all happen and come together. And yeah. I think just knowing that that people really do, really pe- people are good, you know? Mm-hmm. Most people yeah, really absolutely. are good and they really want to help. And you're going to have like the naysayers and the people that are like, that'll never work. And you just have to be like, <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> well, well, yeah. So that's, why, that's why i asked you like what was surprising um because you know i i never know what i'm going to get with that question and it's and it's a great question but also yeah. like when i was surprised when you said like people actually said that you weren't going to be able to pull it off because i'm like that's crazy that's never been you know, my experience and i understand I, that i understand that it uh, is right i'm not yeah. saying i'm not downplaying anything but it's just like like day today like, yeah, I know. Today's world, somebody said that, you know what I mean? It's like, that's crazy. Why would you, like, if we were in seen... Iowa, somebody would say that.
1: Yeah, 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 that's I'm true. Sure. We're, um, like, the,
0: we're um, like the startup community of like the startup Mecca of the world. But yeah. Now, so. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, I think that there is an element of when you're doing something that hasn't been done before um, or hasn't been done in the same way before, there are always mm-hmm. some people that are going to be like no that nobody's right, done that before right. and then there's the people um like i i know steve jobs used to like one of the things he used to say is once you realize the world was create everything you see all the world that was created by people no smarter than you then you can change the world and it's like why can't i do something like right. that and yeah, so yeah. Well, like those were the outliers the people saying that kind of mm, stuff really were the yeah. outliers um for the most part people are very supportive and you're always going to have like people on facebook or you know whatever tiktok that sure. say like you don't know what you're talking about was like okay oh, i'm sure.
0: sure yeah, yeah 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 okay okay <laughs> yeah. tiktok yeah that's why you're on, that's yeah, why you're
1: like, never, never in my life I have to say, I'm just weird. the type of person that when someone tells me I can't do something, it just motivates me <laughs> to like, in your face, watch me yeah, do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's just part of my personality. Cool. So, you know. Well, yeah, I but, mean, yeah.
0: you got to have that. Yeah, yeah. you got to have a little tenacity and a little grit to make it work um, yeah. in anything, right? Because uh, that's just what it takes. Like, you just have to be able to. Yeah. And I remember, I mean, I've had the same, I've had the same thing from people who don't know me. Like I, all of the naysayers that I met were people who didn't know me, which is fine. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Like I remember having one of these live streams one time (laughs) and they were like, and I was testing out a new piece of equipment. I was like, all right, I got to try this out. And somebody came on and like in the comments, if you're looking at them on the side here, um, somebody came in the comments and they're like, and they're like, they're like, "Hey, bad setup. Put it away. Try again tomorrow." Like it sucks. Aww. And I'm like, "Oh, okay. so I go all right." I go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Probably not. Though. It's fine. Whatever." It's it's just funny. Like I just.
1: I didn't even until just, you said that I didn't even know there was comments. So I was like, "Oh, comments." Oh yeah,
0: yeah yeah yeah. Dude, that's my that's my, yeah. I still got day ones. I still got day ones. That's my Auntie Tani right there. Yep, so
1: I remember Connie. I don't know if she <laughs>
0: remembered me. I think I only met her once or twice, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Small, crazy, small world, man. This is it's banana. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think I think you guys are killing it. I mean, that's one of the reasons I I wanted to invite you on because I was like, that's really cool. And uh the you know, the tagline for the podcast is like a podcast for the little guys to like yeah. bring people yeah. on and, and like let people. On who, who wouldn't have. And like we've had big guests, but I've also had, you know, like people who hadn't started their business yet who were going to try and like, let's go, yeah. you know? I think. Well, yeah. I, go ahead.
1: Sorry. I was just going to say, you know, there is that moment of like, and like that moment I was saying where it was like, okay, I either jump in or I don't, you know? And yeah. I jumped in and it hasn't always been pretty. And it hasn't, I mean, <laughs> and I've cried. But I will yeah. say I've been happier, um, you know, since I since I've been in years, just following my heart. I think there's there's something sure. about following your heart and doing, you know, what, what you feel is right. Right. Sorry. Now I'm here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I guess that. But um, but no, but but it just makes it makes sense. Like it, it uh, and that's probably one of the biggest things in business is like uh, you know, my, my mottos and so, and things that I, I tell people, like when we're talking about business, um, is like, you know, I always say like done is better than perfect. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I, I take a contrarian view on this one. And I say quantity over quality, like you just need to start, like you just need to go and you need to get everything out of the way and you need to do as much as you can. And like, well, oh, but what if I screw up and the, well, you're gonna screw up either way. Like, listen, yeah. it's not if it's when. Yeah. You like- don't
1: know. What, yeah, and that's what that is definitely one thing I've learned. Like, the, looking back now, I would have yeah. made some, a few different decisions with where we put what little money we had, or you know how we would have done a few things. But you don't know that until you try, and everybody's like that. Um, and you learn mm. from each each thing, I and mean, we'll continue to make mistakes, and then we'll readjust and. And we've had things happen and then we pivot. And I think that's the exciting thing and the hard thing too. It's it's like both the good and the bad. Yeah. But then also giving yourself the grace to be like, it's okay if I mess up. It's okay if like there's yeah. a spelling yeah. error in one of my posts, or you know, <laughs> like I we're all just human. And you know, if somebody wants to tell me I don't know what I'm talking about, okay, go ahead. And if I you know, spend money on something that ends up being crap. And then I've learned my lesson and I won't do that again. And so giving ourselves the grace to, and then just get back up better, you know?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, people, I mean, I think we're now getting into like the space where we're starting to understand that more. And we're starting to realize that like, you know, I, I take an extreme perspective on the, on this. Like, I just feel like failure isn't real. Because Mm -hmm. like, it's just like, we label it as failure. Like that's a label that we put on it uh, that, that probably didn't need to be on there in the first place. Like, I don't know, Um, or setbacks or things like that. It's like, I I don't know if it was because if I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have been able to do this. And it's like, whatever, call it whatever you want. We're just going to keep going because that's what, that's just what you have to do, you know? And yeah, yeah, uh, one of my favorite, oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, it seems like when I look back on my life, now that I'm old, <laughs> like, the things that at the moment felt like failures to me were the things that really did lead me to to things that I would have missed out on um, had right. I not been in that place. And that seemed, it does seem like a cliche that people say, um, and in the moment it's so hard because you're like, I feel like the biggest loser, um, right. but yeah. it's it's so much better looking back and thinking I shouldn't have been so hard on myself during those times, because that's, that's how I learned this new thing. This is how I got to this new place and how much beautiful, yeah. how much more beautiful life is from this perspective. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. No. And, and, uh, it's absolutely accurate because you just, yeah. And, and, and the people who usually the people who talk crap, like, I've never, and this is my experience, like, I've never had somebody give me uh flack who's better than me. Like, I've never had somebody who's yeah. better than That's me, like, yeah. like, go like, oh, you're never going to make it. Like, never, ever. It's always somebody who, like, isn't doing what I'm doing and yeah. doesn't want to do what I'm doing that gives me flack. It's
1: not in me right now. Night,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But everybody who's better than me, everybody who I bring on here who's always better than me, they always encourage me.
1: Yeah yeah well that's what good
0: people do one of my favorite (laughs) examples yeah 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 one of my favorite examples of this is you know there was a new york times bestseller they were he wrote a book was on the bestseller list for like 15 years and the only bad reviews were that he had like a spelling error on every page and like grammar like he didn't give it to an editor before he wrote it and uh he was like you know they're like the, all these words are spelled wrong. Grammar's wrong. He's like, yeah, but it's a number one best bestseller. Like it's yeah. a bestseller. So like, <laughs> I'm so well. And everybody who like loved the book and and had bestsellers, like they all loved it. They were like, this is exactly what. And it's just like, dude, it doesn't. You know, that's my people thing. miss the forest the trees. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> miss the
0: point. That's cool. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, um, before we go, like you've been more than generous with your time. I really appreciate. It. You coming on and taking the time? Um, tell us where everybody can find you, where they can go to be involved and 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 share your posts and things like that, or get or like I don't know, come to the clinic if they need to.
1: Yeah, well, if anybody uh, needs to come to the clinic or call into the clinic, you can go to our website. It's very interactive. Um, it's www.littleheroeshearingclinic.com. dot Com. Um, we're on basically all of the social platforms. The major ones, okay. um, yeah. Little Heroes Hearing, is is our Instagram um, account, and that is the one that we're most active on. And Facebook, mostly because that's what we're most familiar with right now. We've attempted to do TikTok. <laughs> God, great!
0: Well, wait, TikTok's <laughs> the wild west right now. There's no algorithm. There's no rules. Pretty much for the most part, there's no rules. Yeah. that's, we, wild. that's we a wild have- game.
1: We might get there someday, but, but we have, um, we do put YouTube videos out for, um, for people who have children with hearing loss, um, or any type of hearing difference. Um, we do have, we put out YouTube short little 10 minute YouTube videos that don't take up a lot of your time where we try to, um, give you some useful information, but Facebook and Instagram is a great place to reach us um and we were pretty active there and try to post as often as possible and um you know you, you can message us you can email us we're we're very open about we're we're very transparent about everything both jj and i are we're talkers i'm sorry i've kept you um but oh, no, you know no. wear no. our hearts on our sleeves and we just care so much that yeah. that we want to make the world a better place
0: so. Well, good for you. Well, I really pre- like this was this was a great interview. And by the way, not one of the shorter like one of the shorter ones. I've been I haven't even hit my record is like not even half of this. Oh, okay. My record is.
1: <laughs> my, my head's record. going. Stop talking, Lindsay. Stop talking, Lindsay. But then my mouth is just like, oh, but what about this? Oh, but what no, about
0: this? No, 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 no. <laughs> All <laughs> good. Well, thank well, thank you, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Dalton. I really appreciate it. I think. what you're-